former New England Patriots linebacker and Ohio University legend. Jason Carthen is a big man in more ways than one. Dr. Jason Carthen uses his talents to motivate, inspire, and challenge others to bring out the best in them. He is known as the leadership linebacker. That's a great brand. And he joins us tonight to talk about Jason Carthen Enterprises and a component of Jason Carthen Enterprises, the brand new component, the Jason Carthen Show on WHK Sunday afternoons from 2 to 3 p.m. Welcome to the fold. Hey, I am glad to be here. Excited about it. Thank you for being here. You start uh, first to... First Sunday in January. That's right. That's right. January 4th. And what is the focus of your show, Jason? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what, Jim? There's so many people that want to do well in business and in life. And when I decided to create the show, Discover a Leader in You, I wanted to help people. I wanted to give them expert advice in terms of business, leadership, and also some consulting tips. So at the end of the day, that's what we want to do to equip people and help them out. Now, tell us how you got to where you are right now. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's it's been a long journey uh, from the National Football League to transitioning to my own consulting firm and then just speaking all over the world, Oxford University, London, uh, coming back here, speaking with businesses, trying to help their teams to get better, to improve. And, you know, at the end of the day, instead of just creating masterminds, I have things like that that are taking place. I also wanted to give practical business tips to people. So, this is the greatest opportunity for me to be able to do that while I continue to influence and just spread the impact uh, that I'm able to have. And you, by doing that on Discover Leader in You, it's a great vehicle for it. You uh, became qualified to do all this after your NFL career? Yes. After my injury, I uh, went back to school. What went, happened? Oh, my goodness. Tore the tendons in my right knee. Ah. Yeah. You don't Jim. come back from that. No, it, it was difficult. Uh, there's no Tommy John surgery for that. No, no, there's no, <laughs> there's no quick, fast way to deal with that. But, you know, it really set me on the path to my destiny, you know, and I, and I get excited about it's that It's amazing part. how God works, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and he's been in my life. He's been orchestrating. So many good things have taken place over the years. And, you know, and that was just one more thing where he came in and, and impacted and, and really allowed me to, like I said, begin to walk out my destiny on a daily basis and decided to go back to school. I uh, went to Harvard. Uh, after Harvard, went to Regent, uh, got my Ph.D., became certified in, in several uh, behavioral assessments like the Leadership Practices Inventory, uh, the MBTI, Myers-Briggs type inventory just trying to figure out what's the best way to help people to achieve their goals. And, you know, by developing an understanding of strengths and understanding what people have a passion for, it's easier to put them on the path to success. And mm-hmm. it's just very important to know clearly where you're going and why you're doing what you're doing. What is the most important quality of a leader? Well, I think for me, the, the leader that is humble and the leader that is able to harness a level of influence from their followers is the most important thing. Now, on the top, you have those those terms, influence and things like that. But at the end of the day, the leader that is humble and has a, a great deal of self-reflection, they're able to do things that other leaders may not be able to do. But if you are lacking in maturity in some ways, it's going to be difficult for you to lead others because different things are going to get in the way. You're going to start having some some uh, behavioral things get in the way. So the leader, if I had to really just put a capstone on it, the leader has to be able to influence others towards greatness 
on a daily basis, small things on a daily basis, as long as they're making forward progress, that leader will be exceptional and they'll be able to get the most out of their followers. You talked about humility. Isn't that a hard quality to come by these days? It is. And and I think in, in society as a whole, you know, we're taught to be very performance uh, driven and it can be hard to be humble. Uh, if people are telling you, well, you need to do this and you need to reach this goal every day, you need to do these things. I think it has to be a blend of the two, humility, but also a tremendous drive to be able to move forward. Everyone does not have that recipe. Uh, and some people can learn it. And then some people have what I like to call home of origin issues where they may not get there unless they have someone mentoring them or coaching them. Home of origin issues? Yes, that's a phrase that I use quite often because uh, the way you've been exposed to things as you have grown up really uh, builds into who you are as a person. And if you've had some some challenges or some issues as you were growing up, you bring those things into adulthood and you bring them into relationships, you bring them into business practices, all those different things. So until you can have someone uh, coach you, speak into your life and identify some of those blind spots, it can be a challenge. That, it can be a challenge. But boy, it sounds like you need therapy. That. <laughs> Not therapy, just coaching. And, you know, one of the things we do with the I Speak Life Academy, that's part of what we do uh, with Jason Carthen Enterprises. We do coaching, but we also do training as well. And through I the, Speak Life Academy? I Speak Life Academy, absolutely. If you, if you go to my website at jasoncarthen.com, you'll see some of the different things we offer. But the coaching aspect of the I Speak Life Academy and then also the training modules that we offer, we really press into some of those things like home of origin issues. We press into things like, are you actually, do you actually have a viable business plan? Are you, are you able to uh, really initiate an understanding of what you want to accomplish and how are you going to add value? These are all the things that we start talking about with the I Speak Life do Academy. Do you consider yourself a business coach? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's part of the things that, you know, at Harvard, we dealt with that. We had case studies that we had to deal with and present on. Uh, I was actually featured in a couple of those because of how I do things with coaching. And the reality is, you know, if you're going to coach anyone, you need to determine right out of the gate, okay, is there a need? Okay, is there a desire to change, to improve? Is there something that they want to achieve because you're not going to be a, a good coach to them if you're not helping them reach their goals. Mm-hmm. It's not your goals, it's theirs. But you also have the responsibility to make sure they can really ferret out what that goal is right. and if it's viable. Identifying that goal is oh, it's, probably it's one of the harder challenges for you. Absolutely. It's crucial. But remember earlier in the show I was talking about the assessments. When you have someone who has, on the pre-side, gone through the assessments to really determine what your strengths are, what your desires are, uh, what your needs are, then you can better formulate, okay, this is a, a viable goal for me from a coaching aspect. And through the I Speak Life Academy, we allow them to come in and really figure out what the next steps are so we can put them on a path to greatness. And I I don't use that term lightly. Sometimes you can hear it a little too much. When I say greatness, I'm talking about small, incremental steps towards a goal that they want to achieve. Again, this is not something that I want to achieve. It's really for them what they want to achieve. And when you do the assessments, you then have a better picture. And if I say, for example, Jim, if there's someone 
that says, okay, you know what? I want to improve. I want to increase my, my income for my business year by $50,000, whatever it may be. I say, okay, let's figure out first steps. All right. What are your strengths? How do you know that you can actually achieve this goal? You know, is it, is it something that you're just saying you want to achieve or do we really have a venue and a pathway to achieve this goal? On the front side, we do the assessments and then we meet, whether it's once a month or twice a month, face to face, via phone or Skype. And we say, OK, these are the things that we've said we want to achieve. What have been our steps and our pathway to achieve those things? Is the assessment a, a long, drawn-out process? Oh, no. No, no, not at all. I mean, and there are different assessments. Say, for example, if someone wants to achieve that, that financial side, I have to figure out, well, what are your strengths? How are we going to use that? So we'll do the Strengths Finder 2.0. Okay, that's an assessment where, you know, you have basically a set of questions that you answer. I get the results back. We go over them together. I point out disparities between what you want to accomplish and what this thing says your strengths are. And then we go from there and we retool. It's a fluid process, but it's a process that really allows an individual to create a baseline as opposed to, well, this is what I want to do, but I don't really have a pathway to get there. That can be frustrating for them. These are the kinds of uh, topics you can look forward to when you listen to Discover the Leader in You at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoons with Dr. Jason Carthen of Jason Carthen Enterprises. You are from Alabama. I am. I'm from Decatur, Alabama, uh, a long way from here, Joe. How did, <laughs> how did you end up at OU? Why, you're a bobcat, too. I am, and love my alma mater. You know, there's so many great things that happen at OU. I, I actually loved it so much, I created an endowment. We provide scholarships uh, for young people. We have uh, another set of seniors that are going to be graduating uh, this year. They're called the Carthen Scholars. And they're, they're, they're that just is awesome. Yeah. I mean, those they're great and they're great people, too. I mean, they're we have freshmen, sophomores, juniors and seniors, and we've already graduated uh, two other classes as well. But the whole idea and I'm going to get back to your original question, but the whole idea was to give young people an opportunity, incoming freshmen that otherwise would not have an opportunity to uh, go to school that chance. And it's been amazing. They come back every year to uh, my Celebrity Golf Classic that I hold every year. They, they are part of that. Uh, we In help. Athens? No, no, no. We do that right here. Oh. They, they come here. Yeah, and it's, and it's great to have them be a part of that. Uh, but, you know, through things like the Golf Classic and our mentoring program, it's great to have them be a part of it because they're intentional with giving back, mm. you know, and – that was one of the requirements, you know, that I have for the scholarship. I mean, you have to be civically engaged, you have to be in a community, uh, and you have to be a part of what we're doing and give back. It's great to force students to do that because <laughs> thinking back on my time in college, you can be pretty self-centered. And you lose out on the benefits of being of service to others. The, yes. it, it's a great gift. Yes, absolutely. But but you know what? It goes back to your earlier point. In today's society, that requires humility, and a lot of people are not interested in what they can do with others. And I'm not trying to make a blanket statement, but we see it in the headlines. We see it in the Wall Street Journal. We see it on CNN. So many people are saying that, hey, you know what? It's all about me. You know, I have to do these things. So I built that component into it so they could be intentional with giving back. And, and from the comments that I've received, I mean, they understand the value of it. They understand the value of it. Is how do you differentiate between confidence and lack of humility? Oh, wow. 
Well, I don't know if you can really differentiate it. I, I think at the end of the day, you have people that are able to harness a certain level of motivation and it leads to confidence in their actions, how they do things. They develop behavioral char- characteristics that show that they have a certain level of uh, confidence. But those momentary opportunities to engage with people, you begin to see humility. OK, and it, it will overshadow the confidence, you know, because I think at some point you can be confident in something that you're doing, like speaking or training or doing something at work. Running your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then if someone says to you, hey, would you like to do something pro bono? That's humility. You remember how you made it. So mm. you're you're able to say, absolutely. I want to give back. I want to do things like that. That does not deter uh, someone from saying, well, this person lacks confidence because they're just going to do it pro bono. I get it. No, I mean, they, they can still have that confidence, but they can still be humble. Do you consult the, uh, the people who are not necessarily in business, uh, schools and governments? Yes, nonprofit, absolutely. Um, I've worked with the federal government. Uh, I've been a part of the uh, White House roundtables uh, where we've been um, – asked to come in and talk to young people about uh, jobs and the next steps to be prepared for jobs. Uh, I've worked with the uh, Cuyahoga County Metropolitan Housing Authority to go in and help individuals out of poverty. Um, I've worked with the Educational Service Center of Cuyahoga County, uh, where I've spoken to 250 teachers and administrators on really the art of motivation and next steps and what that looks like in terms of in your classroom and also leading your teachers and how that can be impactful. So I work with individuals, I work with nonprofits, and I also work with large companies, the FedEx, Cleveland Clinic. But they each have their own subtle nuances of what they need. Uh, with any organization or individual I start working with, it's always an assessment. It may take on a different look for individuals. Say, Jim, if you if you wanted to do some coaching, I'd say, okay, Jim, what is your big hairy, audacious goal (laughs) that you want to go after. And then once you have ferreted that out, because remember, it's not up to me, it's up to you. Then I say, okay, what are the steps that we need to take? And then there's a process after the assessment is taking place. Okay. Now when I go into a large organization like a FedEx, you know, I've been working with FedEx the last three years. I'll go in and, and work with their executive leadership, their managers on really goal attainment. So I'll go in and say, all right, I need a schematic of this entire department. Who's who? Who's doing what? What are their expectations? How did they perform last quarter? Those are the things on the assessment side, on the front side that I'll deal with. And then I'll do a DISC uh, assessment of the individual where I'm trying to understand what are their behavioral characteristics? How do they get along with their colleagues? What are next steps for improvement if they need to do that? So it depends on who I'm working with, whether it's coaching capacity with uh, one individual or a large organization where I'm trying to do a strategic plan. You know, that was another thing. I just finished uh, working with the National Network of Digital Schools. Huge organization. But to be able to help them with their strategic plan was very incremental. It took a year to be able to do that through implementation. And so those are the sort of things that it depends upon what you're trying to achieve and the specific steps that you need to take in order to help them get to their goal. Because, Jim, at the end of the day, I'm not there for me. I'm there for them Mm -hmm. so they can actually reach that greatness that they want to achieve.
So how is it that you got from Alabama to Athens, Ohio? <laughs> there you go. You got a lot of good questions. You got me all over the place. Well, my mom, um, I was one of the most heavily recruited athletes in the country. I had scholarship offers all over from Florida State to Georgia Tech to all these different schools. And I allowed my mom to choose my school. That was my way of honoring her. And she picked OU. She went with me on one of my visits. And when we were there, it was just, it was amazing. I was bright-eyed, wide-eyed, trying to look around and trying to remember if I had ever seen anything like this, you know. And I think my mom was the same way. And she said, you know, these people are really nice. Uh, This is a great opportunity for you. And I think that you should go here. And, you know, that was it. Smaller schools. Yeah. Division Three? No, no, no. OU is Division One. Is yeah, it? Yeah, twenty-seven thousand students. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, Division One, yeah. uh, Mid American Conference. Uh, yep. And I had a tremendous career there. All-time leader in sacks, tackles for loss, calls fumbles. Uh, I was team captain, MVP, all these things, you know. And I and I think back on what did it take for me to excel in that way, and it was a lot of discipline a lot of focus and a lot of belief, you know, that I could do those things on a daily basis. Confidence. Yeah. A lot of confidence, but also humility. Right. (laughs) In the right amount. Yeah, absolutely. And it it has to be a blend because you have some people that they never achieve greatness because they think small and that's not something, you know, it has to be a blend of the two. Mm -hmm. Jason Carthen is a, uh, a former Ohio University Bobcat and a former New England Patriot. Who drafted you? Uh, Bill Parcells. I actually signed as a free agent with Bill Parcells. Oh. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> I'll just put it like that. It yeah. was a great opportunity to go to the New England. The legendary Bill Parcells. Yes. Prior to Bill Belichick taking over as head coach. That's correct. But he was an assistant there at the time, wasn't he? Uh, no, no, no. I think uh, during that time, I'm not sure where Belichick was. He must I have been know. in Cleveland. Yeah. Coaching the Browns. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Right. Yeah. But that was a great experience to play in the National Football League. I bet it was. Now, do you follow the Browns? I do. I do. I, and the reason why, I mean, once once you're in Cleveland, you're in Cleveland. You know? <laughs> so why are you in Cleveland? <laughs> well, now, I mean, it's once I came here, you know, I, I just decided to stay. I what started, brought you here? Oh, well, at the time, I transitioned from uh, playing in the league, and this just seemed like a good place to put down roots and do the things I needed to do with the company and created relationships, and and I've just stayed. How long have you been here? Now, I'd say probably over 15 years now. Yeah, Yeah, give or take a few. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Browns. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, one of the the good things, I mean, once you're in Cleveland – and you see all the energy and the passion for the sports teams. I mean, how can you not get caught up in that? Right. You know, and, and Johnny Football, all the things that are taking place. Uh, I put a blog post out there the other day that, that really talked about reaching your full potential and not letting uh, higher than normal expectations really uh, impact you negatively. Mm. Boy, and talk about the uh, poster child for higher than normal expectations. Yeah, so true. And, you know, if people get a chance, take a look at that blog post because I, I really talked about how, you know what, you can set people up for failure. I gave the analogy of Johnny Football, but then also organizations and performance evaluations. I mean, if you have unrealistic expectations, you can really mess up someone's career. <laughs> you know, if you do not allow them to grow, if you do not – uh, speak into their life uh, in the correct way. 
then either they'll short circuit early uh, or they can do the opposite where they'll do extremely well. You know, so Well, we haven't had a quarterback do extremely well ever since 1999 when the Browns returned to the league. Yeah. Bernie was the last quarterback that did extremely well. Yes. And did you hear the criticism of Bernie Kosar? No, no. What what happened? He he was very critical of uh, the Browns' front office. And he says that it is not an environment in which a quarterback can thrive. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and again, I, I have to make the uh, organizational analogy. You have to give people an opportunity to grow into their position. There is no way now with all the pressure that this young man is under, that he is not thinking and second-guessing himself. I mean, and those are just those are my opinions, of course. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, playing in the National Football League, I have an understanding of what that looks like. And to have all of these expectations placed upon him now without allowing him to grow into it, it's just going to be a hard road to walk out for him. Yeah. So. Well, let's hope that he's able to do it. I think he will. As a Browns fan. Absolutely. If no, I, I think he will. If for no other reason. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we need it. <laughs> we do need Browns it. Fans. Yeah. Yeah. And people are so passionate here in Cleveland. I, I love that, you know, and that's something that it should be cultivated. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, guys like uh, Johnny uh, and, you know, with LeBron coming back, it, it's just important to support them because the city will really benefit from it. You know, at the end of the day. The psychological lift. Absolutely. And just as it can be very depressing, if, <laughs> as we all well know. Yes, yes, yes. JasonCarthen.com is where you can read Dr. Jason Carthen's blog post about Johnny Manziel and others. And WHK is where you can hear Discover the Leader in You with Dr. Jason Carthen at... Two o'clock every Sunday afternoon. That's right. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Jason. I really appreciate it. Jim, it's been good to be with you. And, you know, I just encourage everyone to uh, tune in. You know, we're going to do a lot of fun things on the show. We're going to have people calling in. There's going to be a great opportunity to uh, be a part of Carthen's Corner on the show. So you'll be able to call in and, and get some tips on different things. We'll have different people on the show with us. And you might even be surprised with some of the guests that we'll have. Carthen's Corner. That's like right. You're, yeah. you're already learning, and radio alliteration means a lot. <laughs> it does. Anxious it's very important. <laughs> love alliteration. All right. Very good. Jason Carthen, thank Thanks, you very sir. much for being with us. Take care now.